Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. For fans, by fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, the Orioles have made the postseason. We've got a wild card game coming up Tuesday night, so I'm going to get Matt and Bert on the phone for a little special Section 336 as we break it down. Section336.com Buckle up, birds. Be ready to ride. Your host, Matt Josh and Bert, are ready to fly. Baltimore's best, Section 336. The number one sports broadcast gets you fixed. What's the news? Let's talk about Buck, our favorite Orioles. What's the latest lineup? Home runs and stolen bases. This is a trip. Stay tuned in at 336. You guys there? Hey, yep. I'm, I'm here. Matt? Hey, yep, I'm here. We can go ahead and get started and actually do this. Section 336 is here with your preview for the AL wild card game taking place Tuesday, 8 p.m. at the Rogers Center, Toronto, seen on CBS. Uh, we want to quickly break down uh, the game, do a little preview, because we know, everyone knows, Listen to local sports talk radio. They won't do it right. Uh, they don't know how to do it, so we'll do it for them. Hey, Matt. Uh, Bert, yeah, did, go ahead. Did, did you listen to local sports talk radio today? I, on the way to work, and it was I didn't. they didn't mention the Orioles. It was Ravens the entire time talking about a week before game. Same thing to me. The Ravens' loss was bigger news than the Orioles' wild card. Yeah. <laughs> And they don't have the personnel. They don't have the guys on there who know what they're talking about. They are, they're really good at football. They, they really don't know what they're doing in baseball. But thankfully, podcast, the podcast community is stepping up. So, again, turn off the radio and turn on the podcast. All right, let's start with the starters. This was kind of the big deal. Who was it going to be? Obaldo Jimenez or Chris Tillman? Or listen to Buck Showwater quotes. I guess Dylan Bundy was also an option. I wasn't aware of that. And Gallardo. But, okay, Chris Tillman. Oh, yeah, Gallardo was but his name was dropped too, which is weird. Uh, but boy, if they, if they wanted to go the Joe Saunders route, Gallardo was available. Yeah, absolutely. Bert, what 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 are your thoughts on uh, on Chris Tillman being the starter? Well, I like it. Uh, you know, it was it was it turned out that Sunday was a meaningful game that we had to win, so we had no choice but to go with Galdman. He was the best choice to win on Sunday, and knowing that Tillman was going to be available on Tuesday, uh, I'm all for it. Um, you know, there's a question as to whether Jimenez might have been a better option. And, uh, you know, hindsight will be 2020 after Tuesday night to say. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy with it. Uh, you know, Tillman, both Tillman and Abaldo started in Toronto against the Blue Jays just last week, Wednesday and Thursday, respectively. Um, yeah. You know, they, they were just there. They might as well have just stayed there for all I care. Now, 
we're right back here on a Tuesday night. Um, so I'm not against it. I'm 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 kind of pleased to be honest. Tillman's been uh, been our guy all year, and, and if nothing else, I feel like he's deserved it. Now the the numbers for Tillman against the Blue Jays aren't great at two and six record and ERA over seven. So the numbers immediately in the recent numbers would say that Jimenez was the guy, but Buck still went with Tillman. Josh, your thoughts? Yeah, uh, and, and and you know what? If it doesn't work out for Buck, it's going to be a lot of fun on Twitter because the Oriole fans and uh, other <sighs> podcasters, we were all thinking Jimenez, and we were all pointing to Jimenez. Yep. But, the, but the truth is, if you sat down and thought about it, we all secretly knew it would probably be Tillman because Buck has this thing that he likes his guys, and Tillman is his guy. Tillman's been there all season. Tillman was a huge part. What's he got? Sixteen wing wins. That's a huge part yep, to, to, to get to this point. Jimenez let Buck down mid-season or early season or everything but September. So the obvious choice is Tillman, even though it seems like right now Jimenez is the hot hand, uh, which is perfectly fine because I believe this would then lead Tillman not only to pitch in Toronto, but if we can get past Toronto, it would probably set him up for the home game on Sunday to to bring uh, the ALDS back to Baltimore. Yeah, and it's interesting because and a lot of people thought that Toronto was going to go with Liriano because he's been better recently, and he's a lefty or he'll struggle with lefties, uh, but they want Marcus Stroman, and what Stroman and Tillman have in common is they both were open day starters. So this is uh, Stroman was kind of their guy, their ace at the beginning of the season. Tillman was our guy, our ace at the beginning of the season, and so when kind of all the chips on the table, you go with the guy that you know the best. And I think that's true for both teams. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, back who, who all of us said it in 2012, we all scoffed at Joe Saunders, uh, not to bring him up again, but he wasn't going to be your first choice um, for that wild card game in Texas a few years back. Uh, and just the fact that, that it's a quote-unquote ace, um, I think is a good thing. Yeah, and that's, it's funny you mentioned the, the, the game against Texas. Well, it's very appropriate, right, with Joe Saunders. But that game was different the entire time because you kept on saying, okay, is Joe Saunders going to go three innings, four innings, five? But you knew he wasn't going to go more than, like, five innings. Like, he was always just sure. uh, well, and, and into the bullpen. A, a secondary question for Tillman, then, though, is, um, you know, say he struggles, gives up two or three runs in the first two innings, how short of a leash is it for him is – a Baldo, an option to come in in the third inning, you know, if Tillman's not having it. Well, yeah. you're, you're jumping on my question, bro. I was about to ask that question. You jumped on it. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks. Just a little tag. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, Baldo Jimenez and Chris and um, uh, Dylan Bundy will be in the bullpen, right? Yes, that's the word from Buck. And Buck did make a comment about. Uh, the fact that you play these games a little different because there is no no tomorrow, so uh, right. So that would then say, well, maybe he does go to Ubaldo or Bundy. But then for him to go to Ubaldo or Bundy, that would mean Tillman has to really screw up in the first or second inning, because once you get to the fifth inning, Buck's going to go with his bullpen and go with the guys that have been reliable for that second half of the game all season. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It should be it should be interesting to see how quick he has at the hook. I know he recently made the mistake a couple of days ago, leaving Miley in too long. 
That was obviously a mistake. Uh, but I, I have, I have, when it comes to this kind of game, I have pretty good confidence in Buck making the right decision. Sure, sure. And I, and the truth is, don't we all kind of think that as, as September has gone, it's not the pitching that we've had to worry about. No matter who you put on the mound, they've been doing okay. It's been whether or not the bats would show up. And we had some struggles yeah. in Toronto in that series with the bats not showing up on that first game. And it's really going to come down to the offense. So, as far as the offense is concerned, do we expect to see the same lineup at the end of the the, the regular season that we saw, where Michael Bourne was leading off, Hyunsu Kim batting eighth? Is that is that the lineup we kind of expected, and then all the regulars in between that? Is that the lineup we expect to see, or do you put Trumbull in the outfield? What do you do here, Bert? Well, I. Uh... I don't know how I feel about the order necessarily, you know, uh, having Bourne lead off or Kim toward the bottom of the order. Um, but I do like having those, both those guys in the lineup, especially with the righty Stroman going for the Blue Jays. Um, just to have them start, I think, is the, the, the best option right now. I, you know, pick or choose where you want them uh, in the lineup specifically. But uh, and as far as Trumbo, obviously he's in the lineup. And I think uh, uh, I'm fine with him being a DH. You know, you want the best defense out there um, the entire game if possible. I, you know, like Josh said, you, you play this game completely different. You know, this, this is it. It's, you pull out all the stops to win a single game just to give yourself another day to breathe at this point. Yeah, but I guess, I mean, the argument could be if you want the best offense in there, you would put Trumbo and Wright and Pedro Alvarez at DH. He's another lefty. Um, Josh, do you see that as a possibility, or do we not want Trumbo in the outfield in a playoff game? Tr- Trumbo will not be in the outfield in a playoff game. Uh, because, At all? No, because of Bourne. Uh, because once you added Bourne, once you get to the, 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 three, the, the series, then okay, then you might have Trumbo in there to start a game. The addition of Bourne and the way that Bourne has played as an Oriole has made him your uh, he's your every he's your uh, he's your top three outfielders is Michael Bourne, and yeah, and to go into Toronto you're gonna get Michael Bourne in the field. He's made in leadoff. He had that great game on Saturday night where he went four for four. Uh, actually, it was that Friday night? One of those nights he went four for four, which then got him to lead off. I think that was Friday night. Right. He's, yeah. he's our only. We we have speed on the bases for the first time this year a guy who can actually steal some bases in a game that we know is going to be a tight game where every run, every base hit is going to matter. So Bourne is going to be in there. The guy who might be affected is Kim. And as I hate to say that because we've all fallen in love with Kim, Kim, it seems like all he does is hit the ball. But we have seen that he does not have the defensive range, and we have seen that Buck ends up pulling him late in games for that defensive angle. Can I can I propose something really stupid? I know we're starting against a right-handed pitcher, and usually Hyunsu can start for the most part when a right-handed pitcher pitches. But can, can I propose that it would be I I would prefer Hyunsu Kim not starting in the wild card game. Well, because That's you, what you I would prefer. because you want him as a pinch hitter because he's like six well, for nine, what, right? Yeah, you know what? Today is the two-year anniversary of Delman Young. Double yes. in the ALDS. 
Uh, and that came in a key moment in the game as a pinch hitter. And you got to think Toronto, Stroman will start, but who knows? They might go through four or five pitchers, righty, lefty, righty. And I, I don't want Kim being pulled in the fifth inning when they bring in uh, a, a lefty and Buck makes the righty-lefty matchup. Um, I don't want to be pulled that early. I'd rather have him for a key seventh or eighth inning or ninth inning at bat where he can come in against a right-handed reliever and give that and get that big hit when we're behind by a couple of them. So, so instead, you're going to put Alvarez in the lineup and put Trumbo in the field. Yeah, that's what I would do. And have Young Sukin ready like that secret weapon in the in in the in the dugout, ready to come out in the seventh inning for a sneak attack or something. I I, I can't. He argue. has he has been impressive pinch hitting. Yeah, I can't. Six for nine. I, I can't argue that. I mean, that sounds like completely fine logic to me. Yeah. But, I mean, the other argument is you want as many bats as possible for him. But you know what's going to happen is I get two at-bats and then get pinched hit for when a righty comes in right. or when right. a lefty comes right. in. And right. then when a righty comes in after that, you're not going to have him anymore. So you're going to use up that bullet. Because you'll have, then you'll have Rymel or, uh, or Stubbs. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Whoever, whoever makes this roster. Yeah. Yikes. So, uh, <laughs> so the, the, we, we won the final game of the regular season, but Toronto also won which means Toronto has the home field advantage. Do we, do we buy in baseball, especially because we've played at Toronto so much, so it's not like it's an unfamiliar field, and it's not like there's a weird hill in the middle of center field. Do we buy that there's a distinct home field advantage for Toronto with the fans, the momentum, and all, and all that? Or is it just baseball and really doesn't matter where you play? Bert, are you concerned think, about playing in a way game? Yeah, well, I think if the game was being played in Baltimore, you would give the Orioles a distinct advantage for nothing less but a completely packed, sold house, everybody in orange, screaming with every single pitch being thrown, the excitement in yeah. the air that Camden Yards gets in the playoff game. So if it would go that way for the Orioles, you have to give it the same way to the Blue Jays. Uh, Roger Center's got to be sold out house, packed full of blue people screaming their heads off. Um I think there's a bit of a home field advantage, absolutely, or else they would home field advantage wouldn't be something they give out, you know, to the team deserving of it. Um, and uh, uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I, I I slightly disagree because I think home field advantage is a thing. I think if there's any baseball game in the entire season that home field advantage doesn't matter, it is the wild card game. Simply because what home field advantage does is it gives you an emotional boost. When you're playing the wild card game where it's play or go home, one game, your emotions are already jacked up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, that, and there's something to be said to, for, the, for the home, the away team, the Orioles in this case, the away team would like nothing more than to send all those people home sad with their tails between their legs. Yeah, with a tail between the legs. Well, well said, Bert. <laughs> so, so I want to ask a couple of practical questions here. A couple of scenarios. The Orioles are up, let's say, four to three in the eighth inning. Do you hand the ball over to Brad Brock? How Which many, inning? How many outs? Well, it's no outs, eighth inning. Let, let's say Darren O'Day came in and pitched the, the seventh. Michael Gibbon pitched the six. They're doing the whole bullpen thing. It gets to the eighth sure. inning. Brad Brock's the next guy up. Do we, as a fan base, do you think Buck Stillwater, as a manager, 
has faith, enough faith in Brad Brock at this point to still put him in that key one-run game situation. Yes. I think you go What do you try to avoid him at all costs? You go with Brad Brock, you give him one base runner. And at that point, you go, <laughs> you go to Britain and you get Britain and you have Britain just like we did on Sunday. You let Britain get you five outs. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. It could be, but I think you first give Brock a chance. Because he, yeah. again, the whole reason we're going with Tillman is he's been there all season. Brock has been there all season. Yeah. I got to see him. To be honest, guys, all, all, the cards, all the cards on the table, you know, it could be it's a win or go home. You have literally the best reliever in the history of baseball based on a lot of statistics. I don't know why automatically you don't go in thinking, I'm getting two innings from Zach Britton. Why wouldn't you let the greatest pitcher in baseball right now throw two innings? Because uh, because you want him, if you, uh, because at that point you think you're going to win the game and you want him in two days. You want him. Oh, I don't think you're thinking about two days, though. I guess point. not. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it gets tricky, uh, and that's what, where Buck – Whatever Bucks does, if it doesn't work, it's going to be questioned because everything in this, every little decision tomorrow night is life or death. Yeah. Oh, it's so exciting. <laughs> so exciting. This is what makes baseball great. All the little intricate things. And I think it's perfect. And, and I was talking to someone and they asked me, you know, would you rather play Detroit or Toronto in the wild card? And I said, well, we'll probably have an easier time beating Detroit. I don't think they're as good as Toronto. But. There's something about playing Toronto with the whole Batista thing and Donaldson, and it just it, it seems perfect, and it seems like I want to go through Toronto to, to make yeah, the next yeah. playoff. I want to I want to take down Batista. I want to take down Donaldson. Then I want to eventually take down Ortiz and send him home to retire. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I said the same way about Boston. I know Boston's the, the who are they playing? Cleveland in the first round. I know that Boston yeah. is better than Cleveland. And I know we would have a better chance against Cleveland than we would right. against Boston. But you but want I don't to kill care. Ortiz. I want to play Boston. Yeah. Send him home early. All right. Let's wrap up this preview show with some, uh, some this bonus preview show, Section 3 of Exploiting and Girls, with some predictions for the game. Uh, scores and maybe who you think will be uh, the player to watch. I don't know. Something crazy like that. If you look at Orioles hitters, we all, there's a lot of guys who hit really well against Tillman. Um, let me pull up these stats you right here. Against, you look at you like. against Stroman? What did I say? Against Tillman? Yeah. 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 I'm not going to pull up the inner squad stats here. Uh, but against uh, Stroman, Matt Wieters is on 357 <laughs> with a couple home runs. Uh, Manny Machado is not batting that well. But Ken Kim is batting 400 like he is against everybody. Adam Jones is batting 400 against them. Uh, Chris Davis is batting 300. Steve Pierce, oh, I guess that no longer matters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so anyway, score predictions and who do you think is going to be kind of the X factor for the wild card game? Either hitter or pitcher. Uh, let's start with you, Josh. All right. Uh, so, score. I am going to go with six to four. Obviously, I am going to pick the Orioles to win. I think Homer. The, I think the fact that it has it is a nine to ten split against the Blue Jays shows um, how hard it, it it they are, how similar these teams are, and it's a battle yep. every time uh, 
every single time we go up against these guys. You want my? Fair uh, you want the guy I think's gonna stand out? Yeah, X Factor. My X Factor. It's hard to say he's the X Factor, but it's gotta be the guy making the most money on that bench. Chris Davis has to be the big guy. We he can't be going up to the plate and having these strikeout games that he has once in a while with the Golden Sombreros. He has to get on base. They're gonna be scared of him, so he'll he should get a walk or two. But he's got to get the key double, the key home run when we need it. Yeah, it could just be that one swing. Of the- All right, Bert, score predictions and X Factor. All right, well, uh, it always seems to work out well for me when I do the reverse jinx for the win. So uh, I think I said on last week's show <laughs> that I didn't, I didn't think the Orioles would even make the playoffs uh, going into Toronto and New York. So let's do this. Um, the Zany Burt Rody prediction. I think the Orioles lose three to one. I think uh, the thorn in our side, Jose Batista, is a difference maker, either hitting like a late inning two run home run or something like that. Because we hate that guy. It's going to be the worst case scenario. Now, <laughs> if we win, and if I were to do a pick the click per se, I think I got to go with uh, Adam Jones. I think Adam Jones is uh, going to be a difference maker for the Orioles. Should they pull out a win tomorrow night? All right, and, and and oh, and Bert, you cut off out you you cut out there for a second. So for the listeners who didn't hear, Bert did say that if the Orioles win, he's going to eat an entire box of crayons, orange crayons. <laughs> that's, that's what he said there when he cut uh, off. Uh, I'll eat a, a cr- crayon-shaped cookie. How about that? <laughs> uh, and I'm going with uh, the Orioles winning as well. I think it's going to be somewhat low-scoring. I'm going to go with a, a 4-3 game. I wouldn't be surprised by a 10-9 game or a 2-1 game. Nothing. The only thing that would surprise me in this game is a blowout. I think one way or the other is going to be a really close nail-biter game. Um, get your walking shoes on because you're going to be pacing a lot. I'm going to go yeah. with, as my X-Factor, uh, the guy who hit two home runs uh, in, in our last regular season game, the guy who is contract going to be up and he's going to get a buttload of money for his performance in the playoffs. I'm going with Matt Weeders as my X Factor. He's been hot. Yeah. All right. Well, Bert and, uh, and Josh and I will be watching the show together. Uh, I'm excited to watch, you get, watch the, the game together. And then we'll come out with our, uh, our normal show, our full one hour show on, on Thursday. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Right? Yeah. I think we're going to do Thursday for the full show. Look, that's uh, the way it looks based on our schedule, uh, kind of working around the Orioles home games and this wildcard game. Um, what I, and I'm excited because when we get back in the studio, I got to tell you guys about Yankee Stadium because I was there this weekend. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and we, we got to talk about Matt Weeders and this this what do we do with him this off season after the performance he did this weekend? Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk about all that more on Thursday. But in the meantime, enjoy Tuesday's game, and as always, go O's.